0: It's mentally yours, for men and men of that focus on your mental health you surely won't regret It's mentally, 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 mentally mentally yours Mentally yours, mentally yours So, hey, Yvette, It's been like a long time since we've just had like just one on one chat.
1: yeah, hi. hi we're in our separate sort of bits of the country and talking via laptops and things it's It's really strange, isn't it? Um, we thought we'd do a bit of a different episode this week, didn't we, because we've been having lots of experts on talking about you know the bigger picture, how people have been affected uh, across the country if they have mental health issues issues during the pandemic, um, but we thought well. Why don't we talk about how we've been affected yeah. um, just so that people can sort of, I guess, get like a first person kind of account because, you know, as I, I feel like I bang on this, bang on about this like constantly, but you know,
0: I've got bipolar disorder and you've got, you know, got the OCDs, <laughs> all the fun But But also yeah. I just think it's nice to like maybe open this out a bit as well and say, you know, we're not experts. Here's how we're doing. How are you yeah. guys doing as well? Yeah. If you want to like come um, chat, please do as well. Cause obviously this is just a podcast between two people right now, but like talk to us on Twitter or Facebook. Because yeah, definitely. Things are weird. YRS.
1: Yeah. So we've got a Facebook group, which is mentally yours. And also mentally YRS is the Twitter, but yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like we give out advice about, you know, we'll stick to a routine and do some exercise, but like, I'd, it's hard really, isn't it? I mean, Are you sticking we sticking to a routine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. <I'm> not.
1: <laughs> no, I, uh, what I've done though, is um after speaking to all these experts that have said constantly how good a routine is for your mental health, I have written out my routine. And on some days, yeah, it is and it isn't because <laughs> but the thing is, like most days, I don't manage to stick to it. And then I feel like a loser because I haven't done it. So <laughs> the thing is, at the moment, like my sleep is very bad. So like, even though we had a sleep expert on gave us loads of tips, it's still like, it hasn't managed to stop me from, I wake really early now. So like on my routine, it's like, get up at seven o'clock, but you know, my, um, but I'm actually waking up at like 3am, 4am, 5am and, and really full of adrenaline. So like, I don't feel like I can go back to sleep at that point. So, um, do you
0: get up and do stuff or do you just kind of stay in bed? <laughs> hating it va- everything? It,
1: it, it varies. Um, mm. and I, it's something I really am trying to keep an eye on and, and keep track of because, um some days i wake up with loads of energy I'll be really creative I'll like write loads of stuff I like write loads of songs I get really like I'll just at one point like it was my nephew's birthday and I made him um a, like a massive birthday cake and all this sort of stuff and that's very helpful but at the same time um part of me is just like I really need to be careful because these the, like what what I'm describing is like um the the initial phases of potentially a hyper-manic episode. Mm-hmm. So, so like all this creativity is great, but part of me is always thinking I, I really need to sort of try and slow down. So what I do is I really try and do one thing at a time. So even if I've woken up really early and I've got all these ideas, I'll be like, well, all right, so I'm going to, I'm going to write this thing or I'm I'm going to do this bit of cleaning. or I'm going to do stuff, but what can happen is I'll want to do lots of stuff in between. So I like, I'll start doing the washing up, then I'll start doing something. But what I'll try to do to slow down is be like. I'll do the washing up and finish it and then I'll write some poetry and finish them or you know like it's um it's a bit crazy
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you you were going into Mm hypomania
1: what
0: would like what would you do like are you able to kind of go okay this is what I need to do or is it I need kind of emergency urgent help at this point
1: well, I mean, the thing is, like, hypermania isn't mania. That's the thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not actually even that. I maybe shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say, it. like, I'm maybe not even that worried about hypermania because mania mm. isn't the same as mania. Like, mania is when I've had it before is actually, you know, losing touch with the reality, psychosis, um, all the scary stuff, and stuff where you could potentially be sectioned. Hypermania is things like, um, for me, is like spending lots of money impulsively, being very creative, being very talkative. Like, so, um, yeah, it's not ideal. And in terms of, I mean, to answer your question in terms of like, how, how do I deal with it? I mean, the things I've described are like trying to slow down, do one thing at a time. I mean, I have friends and my, and my mum sort of checking, checking off me, not like in a way that they really ever talk about, um, bipolar disorder, Mm. but they are regularly. Checking up on me, which is useful because if I start telling them that I think I can fly or something, then they'll hope you know, like they'll <laughs> hopefully they'll, look to they'll, look they'll know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. something's up. I mean, like my mum's sort of been through this with me before, like so she she knows like in my voice like, and how I'm speaking, like where I am pretty much emotionally. And I've I don't know about you, but I've been sort of pretty much through it all through the pandemic anyway. Like so, I've had at the moment, I'm on a high but in the past i've been i
0: had a bit of depression um and i think you've talked probably- to us about the depression <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like putting it all on you for now so yeah. i don't have to talk about it <laughs> but like i think that's interesting is just how it affected you and why did it make you low and what were kind of your thoughts in that period of time
1: i mean it was quite strange really it's almost like i feel with the pandemic generally how I experience bipolar disorder is it'll I'll be on an up curve for a few months and then I'm a down curve. And bearing in mind all the time I'm, I'm on mood stabilizers. So I suppose the other thing to say about the hypermania is I am still concerned where my mood is at, at the moment, but I know that I've got that medication, which is in theory leveling me out. You know, like God knows where I'd be if I wasn't on them at the moment.
0: Um, mm.
1: But it's also like remembering to take them. Um, in terms of depression, I mean, that was – that got horribly tied up in terms of all the fear around the pandemic you know when you've got the prime minister on tv every day literally saying literally saying stay in your homes or mm-hmm. you're going to die you know you don't want to leave your home like when he was i don't know about how you felt but like when he was saying you can go out for an hour's exercise i wasn't doing that like i didn't want oh, to leave, no. i didn't want to leave my home because i thought that i would die
0: i think so much of it is like i don't trust what they're saying mm. <laughs> I don't trust them to have a handle on it yeah. necessarily so yeah. yeah it is 100% like there's a genuine I think I've been explaining this to people is like with OCD and depression and anxiety a lot of your thoughts you can kind of like reality check them mm. whereas this there actually is like a scary thing outside that could kill you yeah like it's real that's really difficult I think to contend with when you have an existing mental illness is like yeah. oh like some of my fears actually kind of are valid this time.
1: Definitely. I mean, I've never thought of myself as somebody who lives with anxiety, but I definitely went through a stage where I was extremely anxious and really like I had a friend who came around to sort of see how I was doing. Like, She didn't come in, but like she knocked on the door and left me some jam and a face mask. But like I wouldn't come out. And I wouldn't, Mm. and I wouldn't even touch the stuff that she had left for several days, which, you know, in some newspapers, they were saying that was actually the right procedure anyway. But at the same time, it was more like how it was totally consuming everything I was thinking about. And, you know, like I was just washing my hands so much, but that's another thing, isn't it? Because they were literally telling us to pretty much wash your hands all the time.
0: Yeah. Um, Like it's recommended. Like I'm quite fortunate because my OCD doesn't center on cleaning or contamination that much mm-hmm. apart from food contamination which is a a, a thing that I could go into for ages. but um mm-hmm. I imagine if you are scared of can- contamination and those kind of things and then you're literally being told like no you should you should be scared and you shouldn't touch anything mm-hmm. and if you do anything you're putting everyone at risk like that's yeah. terrifying yeah so uh,
1: i yeah. think in terms of the like the depression it kind of got all caught up with I got very anxious and, and also depressed but not it, the thing is it's, I'm sure you relate to this it, but but it wasn't like people that haven't been depressed maybe won't relate to this but like it wasn't like my lowest so I was just like well I feel a mm. bit bad but it's not like I'm gonna do anything so you know like there's levels aren't there um so I felt pretty shit but not like as shit as I have felt How, yeah.
0: how's it been for you? I would agree. Like I've definitely gone through like some it really intense lows, but mm. I think it, it's, it's a really weird one. I think towards the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was kind of saying, oh, you guys are feeling anxious and depressed. Like I've been feeling like this for years. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like that a bit where mm-hmm. it's like, yes, I felt really low and like in a very bad way but I'm so used to that. Mm. <laughs> just such a bleak thing to say that I was like, Oh, it doesn't really make a difference. It's fine.
1: <laughs> it's all relative though, isn't it? Like you say, yeah. be- because you know, you've felt worse in a way. It's sort of like, well, yeah, I do feel bad, but it's, mm, it's been worse. And also I do feel like at the start of it, like you say, I think people maybe emphasized a bit more with people mm. who live with mental health issues because they finally understood what it's like to sort of have this all consuming fear. 'Cause I think yeah. that's that's a lot of what's behind um stuff like depression and stuff is you have this big, you know, thing hanging over you and it's like fear and it's yeah, and suddenly the whole country actually kind of had that too. So that was um Exactly interesting. It's been yeah. such a roller coaster, hasn't it? Like the whole thing.
0: Oh actually. Like, and also I think there's so much kind of muddled Everyone's emotions are so heightened. I think you've already said that, but it it's so easy to kind of flip between like sadness, anxiety, and then anger. Like mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of kind of sadness and grief and fear coming out as anger at people. Especially mm-hmm. if you look at like kind of first at the government, obviously, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. But also at other people. Like if you look at like the COVID stuff, and, like shaming people and oh my god, that person's like gone outside and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I think it is coming from a place of fear, but it's interesting how it's coming out as anger and judgment.
1: Mm. Yeah, I've definitely been on like a much shorter fuse than usual. And I've sort of felt like all my emotions are sort of like a lot h- higher towards the surface, you know, like mm. I cry a lot more easily. And I was, I was trying to make it logical to myself and think, well, of course I feel more emotional. You know, I feel, you know because we're in a very stressful situation. I was trying to think, well, this is just stress. You know, I've had workplace stress before. I know that that can make you more tearful, all that sort of stuff. So like, this is just like a whole big amount of stress. So of course, I'm going to feel like that. But at the same time, you you do then sort of forget. And then you're like, why am I crying at this advert? Or like, why am I getting, <laughs> why am I getting really obsessed about this? And, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but the, the George Floyd thing, you know, I've been getting really angry and obsessed and all this sort of stuff. But at the same time trying not to because I'm a white person. So it's just like, yeah, it's, it's really difficult.
0: Yeah. I think we should mention obviously what's going on. Um, We'll probably put this episode out like next week, Mm. but kind of in the midst of the pandemic, there's also like massive protests happening and it's Mm. a really strange and scary time. And obviously Mm. like we're two white women, (laughs) we're very Mm. privileged. Mm. Um, And I don't, Like it's so tough because you want to be aware of that privilege and like speak about it while not just kind of yapping on about I'm white (laughs) and like this is what it's like for me exactly. It it is so scary and so stressful and just awful. Like it's such an awful thing to be to be seeing, Mm. Um, and it's it's difficult to know how to react and the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to focus on doing practical things. I mean I do get emotional sometimes but I, when I get emotional I think well you know it's not about me mm-hmm. what can I do practically that that might make a difference in the long run um and and also you know like how can I move away from like this performative thing on social media you know like cuz you know I think it's fine to retweet stuff and important things that people are saying on social media but at the same time I'm like well actually if I spent half a day um you know, working with Media Trust, one of these other organisations get, that gets sort of uh, a more diverse mix of people into media, that would be a better use of my time than spending it all on social media.
0: Yeah, it's honestly the battle of like performative versus like don't want to just be silent but don't want to feel awkward about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's difficult. But I think the kind of the difficulty for, and again, this is coming from a place of immense privilege for Black people and people of colour in the UK. You have this going on, obviously centuries of racism kind of culminating into this kind of bubbling situation. And then Mm. also you've got a pandemic. And then also there's the report on like this coronavirus will affect people of colour worse. Mm, Much worse. It's, It's terrifying. Like the immense stress and like mental load of that Mm. is impossible and I think one thing that's really been difficult to watch for me is a lot of my friends and people I work with as well really want to go out to protest and be doing those kind of things but they're fearful because there's still a pandemic going on and it's really scary like there's a lot of fear and then guilt for not being out and about and not doing those things but it's like that it I wish People would be able to take it a bit easier on themselves because it is Mm. such a mental load to be doing all of that Mm. while also living with the fear and knowledge that you are more at risk and the system is unjust etc cetera, etc cetera. i can't go, i'm not going to go into this too much because it's not my place but it's, that's the thing
1: it's, i mean I, I think maybe what we should try and do is get some guests on quite soon yeah we'll talk about um racism in mental health care
0: Definitely. um
1: that would be good we've talked about it very briefly on a few other episodes in the past but i think we really need to do it again Definitely. um but you're right i mean i i don't think we should kind of talk about it like too much because like you say we're both white middle class women aren't we so it's like it's Yeah, I don't think we'll have the best perspectives, really. Um, I think the
0: best, the best thing we can say, and then we'll go back to our usual, usual mental health from white women perspective, mm. is um, if you're listening, please donate to important funds and sign petitions and speak up. Mm. Um, because as we just said, the load on black people and people of colour to do the work is immense and they are under enough stress and trauma as it is and Mm. it's up to white people to kind of pick up the slack a bit and do a lot of the work realistically because it it was weird and awkward for us imagine that plus a load of fear and generational trauma
1: Mm. well I mean a lot of people are saying they've got more time at the moment so like I think a lot of people would do well to you know, find one of these reading lists that have lots of books like, you know, why I'm no longer talking to white people and use the time to to read them. Um, and, and check in of,
0: with people as well. Yeah. Because we're talking about mental health and we know how difficult it is for all of us. Imagine that you have that and additional racism to face. Like it's, yeah, again, like we, we, could, we could do a whole topic on this, but we uh, talk on this, but we shouldn't because we are two white women. Yeah, um, but yeah, please, please do take it seriously and don't stay silent. Yeah. We say as we revert swiftly back to <laughs> mental health and the pandemic. Yeah,
1: mental health in general and the pandemic. How have you found things in terms of your meds, like accessing meds and oh, like seeing a GP
0: or a counsellor? How's things been? God, yeah, this is this is my big shame because so I fully know you should it is so vital to keep going with medication throughout lockdown, et cetera. But like I'm running low. <laughs> I'm just, I have done nothing to get stocked up again because it just feels like, Oh, I don't want to bother with, you know, the GP isn't going to have an appointment. And I don't also, cause I don't actually live close to my current GP. Mm. Would I have to get public transport to do that? I'm not comfortable doing that right now. Um, so yeah, not well on medication. <laughs> How could are you, you doing on it? Could you get it like delivered online and could you get
1: it just in case? You know what I mean? Like get some.
0: Yeah. So, you so this is the, this is the thing. And I don't know. I'm sure other people listening might have experienced the same is my GP is really reluctant to do like phone appointments. They've oh. never been okay with uh repeat prescription or anything, even though I've been on the same medication for about two or three years um I always have to go in uh to get a top up and they even now yeah even now in in the middle of a pandemic yeah that's a fucking disgrace and the last time that I've tried to call them they just haven't picked up (laughs) so I can't I can't even discuss this with them further um but yeah it's difficult like again imagine if you are someone who's not comfortable making a fuss Mm -hmm. I'm pretty good at making it for us. Yeah. Well, again,
1: that's the thing. Like when you sort of think about like both of our sort of, I mean, uh, to say like again, like just the the privilege that we have, you know, like because if if you decided you just wanted to go private, you could do, and you could speak to someone, and you could get the medication. You'd pay more for it, but you'd get it. But you know, some people can't do that because they can't afford it.
0: Yeah. Um, Like I, I completely accept also that me not having medication right now is me being lazy, but also being a bit, a bit scared, honestly. Like I don't, I don't feel comfortable going out for long distances at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think for me personally, a lot of it is not necessarily about me catching coronavirus, but more about unknowingly spreading it. That Mm -hmm. to me is like a terrifying thing of what if I had the virus? I had no idea, pass that on to someone and they get really ill, and they could die. Like that is kind of, and that I think uh, that's probably part of an OCD thing as well. Is that becomes like an obsession and something that I can ruminate over for a long time. Of okay, I shouldn't leave the house then, because what if that happens? I'm quite angry at your GP. Um. <laughs> well, I don't. That's the thing. To be honest, like because the last time I tried to call them was a couple months back. And yeah. they may they may have changed things now, but I know that it's always been the case that they're very reluctant to do any of that. Even mm. though I've explained to them, like I'm on the same meds, I can literally like talk to you. And when I every time I go, it's about a two minute conversation of just going, "You okay on the meds?" Right. "Yeah." How likely yeah. are you to kill yourself? <laughs> You know, moderate, medium, it's fine. Like, okay, cool. We'll give you a prescription for six months. That's it. Mm. There's no reason why that can't be done on over the phone unless you're like analyzing my eyes for sadness. <laughs> it's mm. fine. But they seem really reluctant to do it.
1: I got an idea. If you do decide to, to do something, um Sane's got quite a good helpline, mm. um, which is specifically about helping people with dilemmas like this so it's not like the samaritans like you don't go to sort of talk about your feelings so much it's it's you can specifically talk to medical experts and people who can basically well I can't recommend it myself because I don't I don't know what they would say but they can mm. give you suggestions which I assume might be things like you could go private or you could switch GPs or or you know you need to, you you could dem- ring up again and demand that they d- just sort it out really um
0: I'm I, I'm looking it up right now because that sounds very interesting. Yeah, and so uh, it's
1: it's the website Sane. They've it's no longer say like Sane line at the moment because um because of the pandemic, it's on their website. Uh, you can ring them on zero seven nine eight four nine six seven seven oh eight. What they're doing at the moment is you ring and you leave your first name and a contact number, and then one of their professionals or volunteers rings you back. So it's it's kind of like moral support in like in the kind of struggles you're talking about, um, as opposed to like like the Samaritans type stuff.
0: That is very handy. Yeah, How are you doing your medication and various treatment? So I'm I'm all cool now in terms
1: of my pills, but I had like this nightmare week at the start of the pandemic where I couldn't get my mood stabilizers from my normal pharmacy. Um, they just didn't have them. Um, I was queuing outside several days in a row at at social distance all the while when I was terrified of going outside, you know, queuing out for like for half a day to get this, um, then they kept not having it. Um, and then, then I sort of rang up my doctors to say, can I have another prescription? And initially they said, they didn't say no, but they weren't very helpful. And so I ended up having to bring them back again. And then I had to go into my GP and actually pick up the prescription physically. So I could then take the paper version. Um, so I could then get on a train and go somewhere else and pick up a oh, prescription from somewhere else. And then they didn't have it. Um, but they said they might have it in a few days. So then I went back in a few days and I queued up and everything and all that shit. And then I finally got it. But what I did after that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fine. Oh,
0: so complicated.
1: Well, the thing is like, it's, it was kind of fine for me because um, I'm in quite a good place generally, like with my moods and everything. Um, but it really, really made me think, you know, if I wasn't sort of, if I hadn't been on these meds for a while, or if, mm. if, if I was just, I don't know, had forgotten some of them or something like that. I could be in real trouble here because the thing about my mood stabilizers is if you don't have them, um, for a little while, then that can actually trigger a manic episode. Yeah. So uh, the thing is I wasn't so, it wasn't just like the pills just themselves. It was like the idea that uh, like for a full week, um, I was just absolutely terrified of going mad again and getting sectioned, which, I mean, we talk about all this sort of stuff literally every week. Um, but I haven't, been extremely ill like that for a while and Mm. I was absolutely terrified and again like I had support from friends and family and I was sort of I think that's what really helped me sort of keep being so persistent and being like okay so now I'm going to go into town now I'm going to do this but you know if you're on your own or if you don't have somebody regularly checking up on you things could go you know quite badly wrong quite quickly Um, Mm.
0: and so that's what
1: I'm quite cross about
0: Especially if you're like shielding and you're not going to see anyone, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. It sounds weird. So basically, I feel like when you're going to the office all the time and going out and about, it's easier for someone to notice if something is going wrong. Yeah. Whereas now, it is so easy to keep stuff very hidden. Yeah. (laughs) So that that's what I think kind of scares me is that there might be people who really need medication. Um. Or treatment mm. and I just you know no one's seeing it no one's hearing also by the way if you hear drills and hammering <laughs> that's just what I'm currently living with oh lockdown. no <laughs> you got builders next door or something <laughs> yeah they saw it in the last week it's not very fun and they keep doing it like just as we're doing any kind of video call it'll be just <laughs> then when they start just hammering so that's so It. have you been doing any of the kind of self-care stuff that we and experts have been recommending over the last few weeks? Some of it. Oh That's
1: yeah. The, the, the big thing for me is I really love singing. So I do this thing, um, which is called keep Britain singing at three o'clock every day with rock choir. It's really cheesy, but it's basically at three o'clock you have a, like you have a sing for like 15, 20 minutes and it really has, it's been really nice actually, especially because I'm still working from home and everything. Mm. So especially when i've had a bit of a stressful day or you know i haven't been f- been feeling great or whatever it's just nice to stand up and like they do like a physical warm-up then a vocal warm-up and then you sing for a bit and that's is so it lovely it's on
0: like video chat
1: it's on facebook so it's on rockstar's so, facebook if anyone's interested um but i know there's lots I mean, of my, others
0: my specific query was can they see you when you're doing the warm-ups oh no no, oh, Okay, then that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: because it's a it's a Facebook live from their end, and then yeah. I'm just watching it. But my local choir is also doing, you know, the Zoom everybody's yeah. sort of together, and you can see them, which is slightly weird. But I'm yeah, getting but the we,
0: I'm, freak me out. Yeah, self conscious. Even like with the oh, we'll do a Zoom workout. I was like, nope, you are not going to see me sweating.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it was so nice as well, really, that when lockdown sort of lifted a bit and you actually could see people in real life again, because, you know, Mm. I went through this solid, I don't know, was it about two months or something with only seeing people, because I live alone, only seeing people like via video calls, um, Mm. which was challenging because I'm quite a sociable person. So it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. Another thing that sort of helped me in terms of self-care is... um, Shira Rizadi's The Kindness Method. We had her on Mm -hmm. the other episode, but like, and I've gone on about how good I think her stuff is before, but like um, her main thing, you don't have to read the whole book to know this, but like her main thing is that you're sort of learning to be your own best friend. And if Mm -hmm. you can kind of get your head around that, that's very helpful because if you're already like on your own and you're already stressed and stuff, you can then sort of start to think, well, maybe I shouldn't be getting really annoyed at myself for, you know, eating more than I should do. Like maybe I shouldn't say, oh my God, you look terrible today. You know, like maybe, maybe I should actually stop being horrible to myself for a bit. You know, that's been quite helpful. Mm. Um, And then I guess just now I actually am going outside again, like uh, as cliched as it is, like the walks and stuff do make me feel better.
0: Yeah, they really do. Like, I feel like before this, I would never just go out on a walk. (laughs) just for Mm. fun and now it's like this is great yeah it's very nice and relaxing I think that's a general thing like no one I spoke to before would ever say I'm just (laughs) going out for like an evening walk around the park and now it's all we do for fun
1: yeah how about you what kind of stuff have you found sort of helpful
0: oh like to be honest predominantly working too much um because that is just always a good way to just keep myself distracted Uh, I think in general for me I've just kind of realized that the most basic stuff is hugely important of Mm. getting enough sleep eating proper meals um, not not allowing myself to just kind of sit there and just do nothing apart from just hate myself and think about how terrible I am Mm. Um, and I know that overworking is not necessarily the the healthiest approach but anything that's keeping my mind and body busy Mm. is just is vital and it's hugely important and that has been everything from doing puzzles to you know starting to write fiction which is a really cool experience to be doing that again reading Mm. books which normally I would only be doing on like commutes it's just taking like it this really has made me I don't know if this is for you as well, but I think it's quite a common experience where it's made you appreciate the simple things again and go really basic of, oh, wow, like, isn't it nice to just have a properly cooked meal? Or like, isn't it nice to just go out for a a walk or get a new plant? Mm -hmm. Like it's really simplified things. And I think also it's given me some clarity on like, Oh, well I say clarity I think it's thrown up a lot of questions about what I want my life to look like I don't know if that's the same for you it's like just made you really you reflect on things
1: yeah definitely I mean I really relate first of all to what you're saying about the work thing because you know mm-hmm. I'm freelance but the days where I have full days a full day's shift my mental health is a lot better and it seems quite sick mm-hmm. in a way almost like but it's like when I have that solid bit of work to focus on like I guess that's part of the routine but like you know, I'm thinking about that. I'm totally consumed by that. So yeah. I'm not sort of getting upset about loads of other random shit and you know, like and ending up on a in a heap on the bathroom floor or whatever. So like that's quite helpful. But yeah, definitely in terms of working out what's important. I mean, it was it was really obvious to me because I went through that stage of being very afraid and you know, depressed and anxious. Mm-hmm. And the thing that made me feel like I, just a, a billion times better um is when I finally got to see my niece yeah. it was just like I mean it just, I mean everybody sort of says oh yeah family's like the most important thing you know people are more important than things and like you don't really think about it like a huge amount until something like this happens and you actually realize that that that's
0: true yeah so yeah exactly. which is a huge thing and also, just yeah. like appreciation for everything, like being allowed outside. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> not something that we would have cared about before. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for a long time, we—I don't know about you, but I was like playing. Um, I was playing Acon's locked up <laughs> because it was just like you are like it was a bit like you're in solitary confinement, kind of. I'm, sh- but yeah. that's the thing. Like, I'm sure it's like a billion times worse in, worse in actual prisons at the moment. Um yes. <laughs> but um but you know, to have that experience of just not being allowed out apart from just one hour, it was um yeah.
0: Well yeah. weird. It's, it's been <laughs> strange. But I think mm. because you you kind of said you're coming a bit on the up now. I mm. think I'm kind of similar as well. To be honest, now I'm um I think I'm used to what's going on. And maybe the worry now is what happens after this um but also I think I don't know if you're having a bit of like a groundhog day feeling at the moment (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think it is just because we're at home and there's oh even the daily briefings I know they're important but they are just oh just just, they're destroying my soul every day (laughs) it's just miserable um It just feels like the same information, the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Uh, And now I'm starting to think more about what is going to happen after this. That's the thing, because
1: even when there was a hint of us coming out of lockdown, I was quite scared about the idea of going back into the office because it's been, you know, like in some ways it's been quite nice for me as a freelancer because I've got to work from home. I no longer have to commute into London. Yeah, and then so I've got initially it was difficult and there was a no technology side of things it was a challenge now I'm all I'm all fine with it and I'm quite pleased and I don't have to pay the you know cost of trains but yeah the idea of going back into London absolutely terrifies me um yeah and I don't think it's going to happen overnight thankfully but like um I think for anyone like going back into an office is just
0: I think there's a lot of stuff from lockdown that I really hope provokes kind of long lasting change and also Mm. stays around like even I think in terms of people being a bit more caring to each other Mm. and actually doing those like in-depth zoom calls etc I feel like I've been more social with my non-work friends Mm -hmm. uh, in lockdown than I have before like Mm. 100% is because we're actually making the time to talk and like check in on each other because everyone knows that there's this horrible thing going on So I hope that sticks around. And with work, I hope that, you know, this will make workplaces maybe consider that working from home and more flexible things are possible and that they can be productive in a good plan.
1: Yeah, I really hope that too. Because, I mean, lots of other people's long-term mental health issues, you know, if, if managers can be flexible about that kind of thing, it can make a huge difference. I think before the pandemic, you know, we had this office culture of, Presenteeism, you know like you have to be in the office to be seen to be working even if you you know you know that you'd be at home actually putting in loads of work mm. they just didn't like it um but hopefully now managers might be able to think well actually it worked during the pandemic so hopefully yeah. it can continue to work and the same thing yeah sort of across all kinds of sexes <laughs> sectors so like um you know like new mums maybe or I mean basically anybody who's ever struggled with a manager to work from home like hopefully organizations might feel slightly differently now I mean I would really hope so
0: because it's shown that it can work and it's shown that like flexibility is not a terrible thing And I think Mm. that will have a massive impact on mental health in general is just actually you know people considering some flexibility of like working culture and our culture with all things Mm. like like the even the the care taken about exercise and outdoor space and um, Mm. even the way that we're considering our living spaces now of people going, wow, like it's really messed up that like a lot of people have these tiny, tiny flats with no outdoor space. Mm. Maybe we should change something about that and make rent more affordable. Like it it could be a really positive thing long-term that we're actually talking about these issues and thinking about them.
1: Well, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, it's horrendous that it's happened, isn't it? But, you know, yeah. crowded places have literally killed people. So, I mean, we need to think about certain areas of the country where that's been the worst and, you know, how we can change that really. Because it's not just like during the pandemic, is it? I mean, I think people do need some more space generally just to yeah. get some, you know, greenery and breathe in general. I mean.
0: Exactly. I think also there There are lots of ways that I hope the pandemic will change our general mental health for the better, uh, especially in terms of like appreciation for certain jobs. Mm. I think that's a huge thing. yeah, uh, appreciation of like, okay, we've seen now what intense stress does to people in a very unusual form and cause, and we've seen what helps them and what helps ourselves, and let's make that more of an option. Mm-hmm. Like saying, okay, we know that exercise is good. We know that going to green spaces and blue spaces is good. How can we actually make that more of our everyday culture? On a, I think we should finish up back on a personal note. Okay. But, um, on a personal note, what do you think the pandemic and your experience in lockdown has changed any part of your mindset or your view on yourself and your own mental well-being?
1: I think it has, has probably made me more aware of, generally my moods and bipolar disorder because it's, it's kind of intensified everything pretty much. Yeah. And it's made me realize I need to keep track of things more um, and be more self-aware and stuff. I mean, I don't really want to go into this again, but like the, it's because of the George Floyd's um, protests and stuff, that's made me a lot more aware because I've done, started doing a lot more reading and stuff around that. So yeah. I hope that I've changed around that kind of stuff um but that's not really related to to mental health stuff that's to do with like self awareness about privilege and stuff um but yeah you know what actually i think bizarrely i think the pandemic has made me more likely to get angry at people and if i'm really like not happy with a situation just tell them because it's
0: that's almost
1: <laughs> because it's almost just like you know we've been through this thing um and in the past I would just kind of suppress a lot of stuff and just sort of get on with work like or whatever it was and and just put up with it but I really feel like and I don't really know why this is but I really feel like if something happened like with a friend or if any sort of other situation I would just come out and say it now um yeah. because life's too short I think not to and also in terms of the family side uh life's too short not to you know when you see people you love really um tell them you love them and make the most of them
0: that's a genuinely very nice, unexpected, like, consequence come out. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to be a really angry bitch to some people, but, like, really nice to other people <laughs> is essentially what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> how about you? Uh, I would say kind of my main things. Number one would be the importance of, like, community and speaking to people mm-hmm. because I, I think I say how important that is all the time. But with the pandemic, it has been kind of, it's forced you to have those more in-depth conversations and actually checking in with people and saying like, but are you doing okay? Because this is really weird and stressful. Mm. Um, That is hugely important. And I hope that I can continue that. Even after this is actually scheduling in, like let's catch up and see how you're doing. And Mm. the other thing is that, um, so this is like something that, my ex-therapist said but I think it's hugely important is to treat yourself like a toddler sometimes <laughs> in that like you don't kind of blame yourself for what you need right now or what it is that you want to do you are just very gentle with yourself and you're just like okay you need to sleep right now. Let's say we have a little nap or like, okay, you are feeling a bit tetchy and frustrated. Like what's going on there? Let's, you know, check the basis of like, have you eaten? What's going on? What's causing you stress? And just be a bit more gentle in general and go back to the basics of like the most basic care. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think especially there's been so much, and again, this is something that, experts can talk about better than I can, but the psychology and the kind of body chemistry of how our body reacts to a pandemic is fascinating in terms of you're essentially in fight or flight all the time Mm. and actually being confronted with how that impacts uh, how I respond to the stress, if that makes sense. I'm rambling now, but in terms of like, oh, I'm getting tetchy and I can actually look back and say, no, that's because of stress. I'm maybe not a terrible, lazy person. I'm just struggling because we're in an immensely stressful situation and it's difficult. So yeah. Also cheery. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we do our, uh, Samaritans thank yous? Yes. Okay. So If you've
1: been affected by any of the things we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring. They're on 116 123. You can also find them online there, samaritans.org. If you'd like to um, chat to us about mental health stuff, you can find us online. So we're on Twitter at MentallyYRS. And we also have a Facebook group, which is just called Mentally Yours. See you next time. So
0: this is goodbye. So go
1: away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores
0: from Mentally, 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 mentally Mentally Yours, Mentally Yours, Mentally Yours.